Welcome to the Success in South Carolina podcast, where we will be hearing the untold stories of success from some of the top achievers in our home state of South Carolina. These neighbors of ours will also share their time-tested, personal philosophies and solutions to inspire us, educate us, and help us find peace, joy, and love, along with a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. And I'm your host, Jonathan Peoples. Our guest today lives in Greer, South Carolina. She is an author, a keynote speaker, a TV, radio, and podcast personality, the producer of I'm Crazy But You Can't Lock Me Up podcast, and she is the creator of Cuddle Me Love Body Pillow and the founder of The Happiness Jungle. She is known all over the world for her humor as she shares her wisdom for empowerment and success. She may not be native to South Carolina, but she lives here now. She loves the energy that South Carolina people are bringing to this world. If you need some love or you need good energy, if you need encouragement, save this episode. Listen to it over and over again. I can't wait to hear from her. Welcome to the show, my new friend, Wooby, a.k.a. Lindy Eldridge. Hey, Wooby. Jonathan, big hugs, big hugs. (laughs) I can feel the hug. I can feel it. So the first thing that I want to do is go ahead and I want to gift you this red heart. And if you've met me, you've received the red heart. So I've already, you know, so here you go. Take that, take that away. There we go. And um, (laughs) So that's, it's all about being kind and compassionate to live that fulfilled life. And I know that may say hokey pokey, but that's where we're going to end up at the show. We need more of that in this world right now. Uh-huh. More kindness, more awareness. It's crazy out there, man. It's crazy. And oh. you never know what people are going through. So many people are, are going through their their struggles in their in life. And a lot of people don't share those. They're keeping those to themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with a lot going on. And what I mean by that is it's not only racial, but it's also gender and it's also religion. And it's also, it's also just piled up and it saddens me to no end. We're all human, right? You know what? The world, if we do our part, then that has to be good enough. Does that make sense? We cannot change the world, but by golly, we can start accepting what we're praying for in yeah. our own lives. Because even in the own li- in our own lives behind closed doors that people don't talk about is a lot of stuff going on. And there no, there, it's not by choice. We have to learn how to accept mm. seriously to, to holy Miguel, to accept each other. Mm. And then it will spread to the next person that enters into that ram of it's okay instead of trying to hide that you're the perfect family guess what if you're imperfect abby normal then you're perfect right and you feel no such thing as a perfect family there is no such thing as a perfect family and because there are so many personalities in all different ways that are now born into the families, right? Because that's what happens. We have our parents, our grandparents, they have their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren. But the the generation that is being born is completely different than the generation that was born in 1954. Mm. So we have to learn how to accept. And we have a lot more in common than we do differences anyway. Big time. The only thing that's different, Jonathan, are our faces and our names. Honest to goodness, Mm. we all struggle with a lot, a lot. Mm. So I love, and God has put me on this planet. There's no question in my mind, okay? I was born a Jew. I'm going to die a Jew. I'm not convertible, but I coexist in this world because I'm tired of man dictating what's right and wrong today Mm. in religion. So I take a piece of everything everybody, every religions, I've been born again, I've eaten the church, the, you know, the, the body of Christ, I've drank in the wine, and I'm still here to talk about it. <laughs> we have to live in the true being of who we 
really warmly want to be inside and it's okay to bring that out. And for those that don't want to accept it, we have to learn how to love from afar and create new relationships and new communities. And once we learned this and we're freeing of no more judgment towards one another, it works, man. I'm here to tell you it works. I am Whoopi. I am a true testimonial of what it is like to go through hell and back. And if you'd like, we could talk about that a little bit, Jonathan. So people could relate to. Yeah. And she's full of energy. She's got it going on. Well, and we just jumped right into it here. Yeah, Whoopi. I'd love to. You, this way. you have a harrowing story. Uh, to share about setbacks and challenges where most people would most people would come out of this claiming to be a victim but you put a different spin on it and you are a victor over these circumstances you're victorious would you share that story with us today i will so i want to come right back to the now so but here's the past that is relatable when i was growing up i was very badly abused physically mentally sexually if you talk about being torn down, that was me. I was told I was worthless. That there was not nothing. Okay. I wrote a book and it's called Tears of Fears Behind Closed Doors. It's to share with people. It's not a woe is me book. It's to share with everybody that you're looking at a woman who was torn down, beat down, beat up, bit by her mother, whipped with poles. It was horrific. I married at the age of 18 because I thought Prince Charming came along and to get me out of that hell that I was being brought up in, mm. only to find out that uh-uh, Prince Charming, he turned into Mr. Anus in the book. So if you get the book, <laughs> I read my story about my first husband, who's known to be Anus in the book. And you know what? Your story of what you go through, see, hate is hate. Mm. Hate is hate. If you are told that you are worth nothing and people are stripping you down, I was there. Mm. And then I got married into it because, oh, my God, this has got to be a hell of a lot better. <laughs> right. Find out. Oh, goodness gracious. And I know what it's like wanting to hold on to this relationship that you vowed in. But how much more? are you going to take? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. So my story is all about how to realize I'm worth more, more than what I have been dealt with in life. All of a sudden, at the age of 26 years old, things changed in my life. So here's the deal. When the student is ready, the teacher appears and I was ready. Who am I? I was at the point of being, I was suicidal. Mm. And I was in a really delicate place in my life because this, what was, what was being poured into me was poison until, mm. until you see this divine moments. And I pray to God that today is a divine moment for many of your listeners. I swear. I just pray to God. But the divine moment was when I was 26 years old, my baby was 15 months old and she just had all of her shots. Not a very good day, I must say. This baby was cranky, right? I wasn't able to do anything. And Anus came home from work at five o'clock, noticed nothing really was done. Not that the house was untidy, but noticed nothing was done. And he came in like a siren. You know what? Mm does. How come nothing was done around the house? What have you been doing all day? Oh my God, there's no dinner. Divine moment. All of a sudden, and here's, I pray to God that this is a divine moment for many of you. You have greatness within you. You are worth so much more. You have tried. You have given it everything that you have you have proven and you have won within yourself. You're strong enough to overcome and you deserve a happier life. Give yourself permission. I'm giving you enough permission to give yourself permission to have permission to move forward in your life the way you want it because dreams do come true. And it's time not to feel so yucky because you're strong enough. You just need the right leadership and mentor and group 
to be able to do it like I did. I gravitated towards personal development because here's what happened. When I was holding my 15-month-old baby in my arms, that took me six years to have mm. three tubular pregnancies. I finally had a good pregnancy. He wanted to kick me in my stomach when we found out. I said, we don't need you anymore. But I stuck and stayed through the pregnancy. I cried. I thought I was going to have an erotic baby. I cried more than I could have laughed. And he kicked me out more during my pregnancy. It was, read the book. <laughs> oh my goodness. I Vajmir, right? So um, something happened. Divine moment. I was watching television, PBS. We didn't have cable back then. PBS. And all of a sudden this gentleman came on the screen and I've never seen his face and I've never heard his, his voice before. And he said, you have greatness within you. You deserve more, just like what I just shared with, with all the listeners earlier, right? And all of a sudden, the student who's holding her 15-month-old baby who's sick and tired of being beat down and trying and trying and trying. And I gravitated, and it was like I was mesmerized. And Anus walks in, and all I heard this time was, wah, 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 wah. It's Charlie Brown. Yeah. And I looked up, and I said, uh, we're done. We're getting a divorce. And I looked down at that baby. I said, I may be choosing, guys, we are choosing to stay where we are, thinking that we're doing better for the children. We're not. We're hurting the children, bringing them up in a very angry, hateful environment. It's better to take them out of that, okay? So I looked down at my baby. I said, I may be voluntarily staying here, but you didn't voluntarily want to be here. We're out. We're yeah. out. That was it. So the beginning of me becoming everything and more was learning how to live life and become an entrepreneur. It ended up, I owned a pet store, a hair salon, very successful in one company with multi-level marketing, loving, loving, loving what I do every step of the way because I found mentors to follow. I went to seminars that were personal development and self-help and I I was, cause I was hungry. Mm. I was hungry and I was starting to feel better about myself. And instead of spitting in the mirror, I got dressed every day and go, not bad, not bad. Let's mm -hmm. go have a good day. And my mindset and my vocabulary, I used to talk like a truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a tomboy. I had to defend myself, read my book read my book. I grew up in a very hateful home. So hell. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's Wobie. fight about it. Yeah. <laughs> People will still tell you don't mess with Wobie. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I get what it's like feeling like you could, you can't even move that you feel stuck, but you're not stuck. Mm -hmm. You're not stuck. As long as you, you go and have mentorship and you're ready to be the student without there, you can't have any um, obstacles in your way. Let let me help you knock those obstacles down, right? Yeah. And uh, so my story is dark, married dark, then became more, became a, a single mom and became an entrepreneur, street smart, not college smart. You know, if I was intrigued and you were doing it, I said, oh my God, can you teach me? Can I, can I do it with you? And you, if you said yes, I was intrigued. I learned it. So I was, became very diversified with things that really thrive in me. I became mm. very successful. Yeah. So um, through that time, it was 20 years later, I met my second husband. Oh, I fell in love and he wasn't an anus and he's not an anus. We just had our challenges, right? It mm. sucked, but we had our challenges. But I met him and we were with each other for 14 years. I moved to New Hampshire. And I got to tell you, you know, it was it was wonderful. We were a combined family. We had our challenges. Of course we did. But then it got really rough and rocky. So when it got really rough and rocky, we were separated kind of. And people are going to warn you in life, everybody. I'm talking to you about the real world. People are going to warn you. They're going to give you a sign and they may be angry and they may tell you, come back and say, I didn't mean it. I was just angry. Okay. I get that. I get that. Forgive people for their words. However, 
2016, when we were going through our challenges, now, mind you, my former husband and I were very, very, very successful. And he came home one day and he said to me, you need to create another income because I need all of this money for X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's like, what does that mean? What are you saying? So basically he was taking all of the the banking from me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. See, now I've been here before. Mm. I know what it's like to start over. You can't challenge me. If you tell me to go and watch that step, right? Watch that step because you're going to trip and then you ignore that warning. And then all of a sudden you trip. Well, shame on you because there was a warning, right? Mm. Very seriously. And he said to me just that. And I said, huh? I said, well, I says, what does this mean? What's the purpose for this? So I figured it out. And I went to a very peaceful area. I'm very spiritual. And I went to a uh, spiritual place in New Hampshire on a stream. And I sat there quietly. And I needed my thoughts to be cleared. I didn't, I couldn't react. I didn't want to react. Like, what do you mean? How many times do you just like go off like a siren and you give yourself a headache? Mm. Pause it out. Pause it out. You don't have to yell. It's not worth it because you got to give yourself a chance to think because if you start screaming and they're screaming, no one even hears each other. So you learn in life. You know what? What? It doesn't even make any sense. All right. Let's take a break here and we'll come back together. And that's what happened. So while we were taking that break, something came down over me. And I swear to you, and I says, what's the purpose? And I could feel it. And all of a sudden, a fish, a flow. And do you ever see the movie, The Secret? Yeah. Okay. That was the first time. Now, I saw that movie probably 10 years prior to that date. That was the first time I understood The Secret. Mm. Because I allowed myself to just be quiet without the noise. And I could feel the rush. Baby. Spread your wings. They're the happiness wings. We need you. Go fly. I'm like, is that the purpose for everything that I've been through that I'm supposed to share my story and help people through it? Street smart, not college, Brook smart way, Mm. real way. All right, God, I got you. All right, let's do this. So it happened. And then he found out it happened. And then, of course, he apologized and then he didn't want it to happen. And I even invited him back in. And I said, no, I said, here's the deal, babe. I said, I love you and I forgive you. But I think that we just need I need to just keep pursuing the happiness jungle. Just let it even organically just grow. But I don't think I should just because you apologize, say, all right, (laughs) all right, you love me. You love, <laughs> you know? No, I love you, but I'm just going to, uh, there, there was some sabotaging that was trying to go on. Mm. So you have to pause. See, the, but this is all through mentoring, right? Mm. Here's, the, here's the divine thing. You have to decide that enough is enough and you're ready to move on. And when you do that, you're constantly going to seminars so you have clarity and you're constantly, you know, working on yourself. So the strategy strategies aren't so defensive. When you come into a situation and you're not defensive, then guess what? That doesn't come back at you. Mm. But when you come back with, you know what? I thought about it. Let's talk about it. And here's the reality of it. It's a different way of speaking. Yeah. I learned communication. Communication is the key. I learned the handshake. Oh, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, um, through this process, I'm divorced five years, guys. Thank God I didn't give up on the happiness jungle. Yeah. Right? Because there are different facets in the happiness jungle that are just amazing and that have grown since 2016. And it's all led by compassion, kindness, love, And promising God, the most important thing to me, to God, from my heart to his, is that I go back to him empty. That scale has to weigh like zero. And I promised him because of all the challenges that I've been through, I got it. I understand. I'm the storyteller. I got it. Yeah. 
So being married to Mark, um, you know, still with the struggle and everything, I decided to go down to South Florida and to share Happiness Jungle with everybody that I knew. I lived in South Florida for 35 years. I think some people know me down there. Mm-hmm. And just to wish me Mazel Tov, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to have some good juju. And um, well, there are many people that know me also know my mother, who's known as Hurricane Francis. And Hurricane Francis was the meanest woman. I love you, mom. God bless you. Rest in peace. But she was mean. She was mean. Okay. However, what was the purpose that I became her caretaker when she has two other children and 29 grandchildren and great grandchildren? Because I believe in karma. And I mm-hmm. believe when I looked at her, I would never want to die alone like she is about to. So I decided to step into the role. But what was the purpose? Jonathan, I now get to go into assistant living homes and do what's called a pocket full of joy with the residents for 45 minutes. And we sing and we dance and we have memory games. And it is amazing. All because I learned about the assistant living because of mom. Yeah. So that was one of the purposes that I had to take care of mom. I was the chosen one. And now I speak with associations for assisted living. And I speak to their staff. You know why? Because no one loves on them. And mm. they deserve love. So here comes Woody. Right? Yep. See the purpose of life? Everything that trickled through? Well, while I was there, because I was caretaking for mom, I paused my life for 21 months to make sure that I was present for her. Mm. So I only worked in South Florida. I wouldn't travel outside of South Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one speaking engagement, I couldn't cancel. There was this pull. And you tell me what you think it is. There was a pull. You're not canceling this one. Yeah. One you're going to make. It was called Families in Transition. And it just so happened to have been in New Hampshire. And it was in September of 20, 2017. And I says, well, I'll get a caretaker for my mom because I couldn't get anybody in the family to come in for just a few days so I could go and speak at this event. Mm. For whatever reason, that was the one speaking engagement that I was pulled to go and talk with. Families in transition. I think the name says it all. I said, okay, I'm there. So I made sure that I had a caretaker for my mom and I went. I figured, well, while I'm there, I might as well go ahead and get my checkup. That's my home state. Nothing's wrong with me. I found that I had the breast cancer. Wow. Wow. I'm married. I'm married. And I meet with my former husband that afternoon and I sit across from him. And you're so numb. You don't even know. So we're we're speaking and he went to the VA that day to get his checkup because at that time he was residing in South Carolina because we were what? Separated. But Mm -hmm. neither one of us wanted a divorce. We loved each other. There wasn't cheating. There wasn't other people. It was just a mosh. How many of you are in a mosh? I hope you fix your mosh. (laughs) (laughs) I hope your mosh is fixable. If it is, and that's awesome. And uh, so we decided that before he left to go back to South Carolina, we'd go do our doctor's appointments, come back together, meet for dinner. And... um, then we would say, see you later, I guess. <laughs> so that's what we did. But sadly enough, three hours prior to us meeting, things change. You see, guys, things change very fast in our lives. That's why we have to live in the now, in the present, right now, right now. That's why I want to come back here quickly. And when I sat across from him, I asked him how his appointment was, and he told me it was fine. Everything checked out. And then he started talking about something else. He didn't even ask how my appointment was. I'm married mm-hmm. to my husband. And I didn't think of volunteering it because I was numb. And I'm looking at him and I'm listening to him and what he has to say. But I think all I saw at that point was his mouth moving. And sadly, because it was the same story coming out of his mouth, how many of you could relate to that one? Mm. It's the same story. And then all of a sudden, he said, and I remember eating a salad and I was having a hard time eating the salad. You know, it's just hard digesting anything at that moment. Yeah. And then he finally asked me. And I remember one tear coming out of my eye. And I looked at him and I said, well, 
I said, I'm going to blow you away. I said, but before I do, can I ask you something? And he said, sure. I said, do you want a divorce? And he said, no. I said, I don't want a divorce. And I think that now is the time that we need to reconcile. And he just looked at me and I said, I just found out three hours ago that I had the breast cancer. That was pretty rough. And I just looked at him in quiet silence because he needed to digest what I just said, just like I'm digesting, right? Right. And he didn't know what to say. And I didn't expect him that he should know what to say because who knows what to say. But I know his eyes filled up with water. And I said to him, so if there's ever a better time to reconcile, I want it to be now. And I want to be held at night because I don't know what to expect. And I remember getting up and walking on the other side of the of the bench so he could hold me. And I got to tell you, it was a pretty cold hug. Mm. And I don't understand it. But you know what? I gave myself permission to let go of it's none of my business. I don't need to understand it because I'm supposed to take junk off my trunk, off my plate, stress. That's what the doctor said. All stress off your plate and no more sugar, which really sucked. (laughs) (laughs) But I did do it in uh, moderation, desserts. And um, so squeeze my tatas. (laughs) (laughs) Babies. That's the journeys with me getting a divorce three weeks into radiation. Mm. What was the purpose? Well, I guess squeeze my tatas. You're only one mammy a gram away from knowing it has the whole story of how I decided to move forward because I was abandoned. And if I had to forgive him for his weaknesses, but I needed to move forward. And I knew that and yeah. it was hard. It mm. was hard. Do you know what happened? Wherever I went, And I don't expect you all to be rainbows and sunshine. That's not what I'm saying. But for me, because I've been working on myself for so long, I realized that it's the mindset that's going to really work on this one. And my mindset has to be happy. So if I'm at my radiation, I want to be happy. And I I want to smile at people. So in the back of the book is a workbook of a positive mindset. Mm. I know it works. I take you through the... The very first moment I found that I had the breast cancer all the way to the first checkup and then the workbook. So it's a really good, it's a really good book. Huh. Divorce three weeks into radiation. Oh, McGill, what's the purpose? So I created this pillow and I was hugging it and I'm a speaker and I was speaking on stage and I'm inspiring people that no matter what, you could be okay. You could simulate anything you want to get through anything you want, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. For me, it just so happened that I replaced my former husband with the Cuddle Me Love Heidi Pillow. And I, and I sit with it all the time at my desk. I'm not just sitting on it because I'm on your podcast. <laughs> however, however. Um, what was the purpose of the divorce? I comfort now over thousands of people around the world with what is known as the Cuddle Me Love Body Pillow. What? How did this happen? How did it happen? It happened because I share my story. You see, we all have a story within us and there's a lot of us that want to share our story and we just don't know how or we think that, no, who would want to listen? I'll tell you who would want to listen, the person who's living your life. Yeah. Because the only thing that's different between you and I are our shells and our names. If I mm-hmm. spare, guess what? We all look alike. Yeah. Stories are the stories, but you got a piece of it that someone else needs to hear. So mm-hmm. I love when I speak with people and say, I want to inspire people. I'm like, you can. Yeah. You can if you want to. You can't if you can't, because you're right, whichever way you say it. So I, I can, yeah. I love, I love how you, with everything, every challenge that you talked about, every setback, every struggle, I heard you say the words, what's the purpose of this? Mm. You're, you're, you're never claiming it as a bad thing in and of itself. You're claiming it as why is this, why am I going through this? Looking for purpose because you want to move forward, not because you want to stuck, stay there in life. That's a, that's a different outlook that than most people take. Where did you learn that from? 
I don't know. I think it, I think when I learned how it was okay to have compassion for me, and I realized that when I poured into myself, now, if y'all don't know who I'm going to mention, then Google them because they were powerhouses when I was being inspired. Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Maya Angelou. There was a lot of inspires that were alive and I was their physical student. And I remember Zig Ziglar, the first thing he said to me was, when you help enough people get what they need and they want, you'll always have what you need and you want. What's helping you? That's always stuck in my head. Yeah. So the Cuddle Me Love body pillow was part of my story, right? Yeah. It was helping me. Right. And I was just sharing that mindset is everything when you learn how to replace, not that you should replace it with the uh, pillow that I made. It was part of my story that developed into a true healer mentally, mm. physically. I'm blown away by the testimonials. I just helped over 200 um, preschool and elementary special needs children and poverty who live in a very dark home, children here in Greenville, 104 of them are in the Myers Center for special needs, and uh, 80, uh, 80 more children at a child's haven in Greenville. Mm. All, oh, you know, over 200 students, children are comforted every night with a four foot cuddle me love body pillow. How did that happen? Because the story gets crazy. It gets crazy. COVID, right? Yeah. And now, now I'm in South Carolina, guys. I have Amen. arrived in South Carolina. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But guess what? COVID happened and the stages happened where the pillows were being purchased by people who needed them when I was speaking on stages. Well, guess what? I'm not doing. Not speaking on stages. I'm not inspiring and doing what I'm here to do. Mm. So the pillows aren't there and it's a very touchy feely pillow. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh my goodness. So I moved here to Greer, South Carolina, December 1st of 2020. I made a divine decision. I didn't know a soul here. I just spoke in several different pockets of the Carolinas where I knew one day I wanted to reside here because y'all are kind, y'all are kind, mm. loving, and you love dogs. That's yep. it. That's yep. it. So I, um, I could feel it, that this is where I wanted to be. When my mom passed and I, I, where did I leave off? I said that I had the cancer, right? I, I was mm -hmm. going through the radiation, read the book. So we yeah. don't spend a lot of time on the story, but you'll, you'll like the book. Um, we spoke about why the, the body pillow is, is in existence, right? We're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, it was really bizarre. So I get here. Now, South Carolina treated COVID differently, though. It right. was opened, but it wasn't opened. It was open, but it wasn't open. So what do I mean by that? I saw that it was open more where we could go shopping and be out a little bit more. But companies weren't bringing in speakers and trainers. Mm -hmm. It was still Zooming. And although I was doing a lot of very effective Zooms, because I made, I asked everybody's permission to please turn on your cameras. I don't care if you look like who do you're supposed to look like. I don't care if you're in your pajamas, right? Yeah. Just come on, be present. Give me some of your energy so I could give it back. Right. And, um, so, oh my gosh. Well, I have a thousand pillows in my garage. Mm. Oh, the process of getting the pillows. We'll have to have another episode on that. Yeah. How, how do you work with China is, should be the name of that <laughs> Wow, especially going through COVID too. Mm -hmm. So, all right, very briefly, you remember the ridiculous um, amount of challenge that they had shipping out products? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The containers weren't coming and nobody right. was working on the docks. Yeah. I was, I was challenged with that. Yeah. I was challenged with that. They raised your freight from my freight from seven grand to 24 grand. Wow. If you don't pay the premium, guess what? You're not going to get your stuff. So, hey, everybody, that's why prices went up in America. Wow. Because we got hurt. Mm -hmm. And I want people to realize that and understand that because we didn't just rate now. I don't know what's going on with the chickens. <laughs> 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 that's not the 
mind. I, it yeah. really is, it's just blowing my mind. The chickens are blowing my mind. But anything that's coming from China that's not a golden egg, mm-hmm. there's a reason that the prices are going up. And, mm-hmm. you know, the moms and pops are trying to make it. So anyway, long story short, I get here and I have the pillows and I'm driving, but there are vending events going on, right? Craft fairs. Why? Because it's outdoors. Right. And it's six feet away from everybody and nobody really has to, right? And I'm thinking to myself, that's brilliant. Yeah. I wonder, hmm, because I love people. I wonder if I get a double high queen size air mattress, cover it nicely and put it in a tent with the pillows if people will touch it. I wonder if it would work. Yeah. Man. Not only did it work so people understood the comfort of it, I was now comforting people in their beds. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, people were getting one-on-ones with me. I wasn't on the stages, but they got a hug. And I said, this is so feel good, right? So here we mm. go. Happiness Jungle. It's still in the core of what I do, yeah. right? Still loving on people. And they're taking home comfort. So the testimonials that are coming in, the last one was from a mother of a daughter who had her leg amputated. And she mm. she sent me a uh, text and she said to me, Whoopi, she said, every disabled person needs to know about this pillow. My daughter is through the moon with this pillow. Mm. And then I have special needs children. Then I have anything from back to heart to neck to you name it. And then there's the emotional depression. We have a lot going on with my mind with mental health. Mm. You could hug something. It's the one and done pillow. I guess mm-hmm. you're happy. So pretty darn cool. So will be, I love the fact that you and, and this kind of ties into our topic for discussion today, uh, which, by the way, thank you for sharing your story. And I know that you gave us just a very brief overview. You guys need to go out there, buy buy both those books um, and uh, and get get it. Listen to our podcast, too, because that'll tell you a little bit more of her story. But your your theme throughout all this is that you don't seem to you don't seem to choose to be a victim to your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember I read a Zig Ziglar book once that said that the the winds blow on everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. The wind of life blows, but you get to go depending on how you set your sail. Right. right? The wind blows and the wind blows the same for every single person. But yet you see sailboats going in all different directions, depending mm-hmm. on how they set their sail. Yeah. And you have chosen to change yourself and change your circumstances uh, and say that you have the power to do that. I, I think that in this world, that's a message that I want to get out there because a lot of people feel like, well, uh, yes, you and I understand there are people that have gone through horrific circumstances. I am very grateful that I've been blessed and I have not gone through uh, that that they some people have more setbacks and more uh, they 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 are less privileged. But I think that every single individual has God within them. And they have the ability to change themselves and change their environment. Don't you agree with that? 100%. Whatever God looks like to you. Right. Whatever that image is. Whatever it is. I gravitate towards all of them. Mm. All of them. Okay. Um, Stand in yourself now and give yourself permission to do it. See, I I wake up every morning saying, how can I serve? It works for me because of what I've chosen to do for a living. So each of us get to choose what we want to do for a living. How are you doing it? Are you doing it joyfully or do you go to work or do you own a business and go, I hate it. Well, then it's time to change. And you say, I can't. You're right. You say, I can. You're right. You just need to be speaking with the right people to lead you on that path. And you're afraid to because of ego and pride. Some of you got to just put that crap down, put mm-hmm. it down. It's not working and you deserve so much more and your family deserves so much more. But first, when you're happy within yourself and you're at peace within yourself, that's joy. 
So anything else that you have, this coffee brings me happiness, right? The phone brings us happiness, but it doesn't bring us joy. So how are you doing joy in your life? And life doesn't have to be so mean. Just like I said at the beginning, no more judgment. Love everybody for what they bring to the table. Who cares? Not your circus, not your monkeys, right? If your children decide to come to you and share with you that they're not the person you thought that they were, you got to learn no judgment, acceptance and love. And I know what I'm talking about. And when you do this, you're creating the peace and the joy and the safety that everybody needs. Trust me. Leading, leading with empathy. We, we never know what people are going through. You just don't know, no. but, but for them, it's real for, for whoever. And for them, it may be dire. It may be extreme. It may not look like it to you from the outside, but if nothing else, you can give them understanding, give them empathy, give them encouragement, give them that hug, give them your heart. Um, because like you said, you said earlier, I'm a big believer in karma, whatever you want to call it, sowing, reaping, the, I guarantee every single person hearing this, they're if you're not going through it right now, you'll be going through it at some point. Every everyone is in one of three seasons. They've either they're not going through it right now, they've just come out of it, they're getting ready to go into it, or they're in it right now. One mm-hmm. of those one of those three seasons. Mm-hmm. But that's life. Life is a va- it's hills and valleys. It's challenges. It's it's a journey. It's ups and downs. You never get to that point in life where everything's perfect and everything's figured out and uh, the happily ever after. That's a lie, right? It's a lie. It's okay to be abnormally normal. Yeah. It's okay to live on the gray line. That's what I do every single day. I give myself permission. Push it. Push the envelope until, you know. And I and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean. When I try to do for the better good, eh, I look at boundaries a little bit differently, but respect joyfully with acceptance yeah. that if they ask me to push back, I push back. Does that make sense? And when yeah. I say back, I don't mean on them, I mean on me. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time, my God, your, your pillow, I'm blown away by it. Why aren't you on Shark Tank? Well, here's what I did. Okay, not everything I feel, see, number one, I didn't create it for profit. It wasn't for profit. It was to help people heal. I'm helping people that are digging deep into depression and anxiety. I'm helping them rest better and hopefully eliminating some sleeping medication. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way this pillow was formed, the one and done pillow. Yeah. People are being hugged and supported. That's what they say. That's the testimonials right? Mm. Doing good for people. It was created to help heal and comfort others. Okay. So the Shark Tank is all about profit and money and everything else. And I understand because I am a business mentor, do not have your emotions attached to your business. That is the worst thing that you could ever do. And you're absolutely right. So here's what I'm going to share with everybody. I believe that I have fulfilled the acknowledgement of Cuddle Me Love with the purpose of what it was created for. Mm. And I am at the point now where if anybody would like to talk about purchasing CuddleMeLove.com, because I've already built a great foundation, then please let's talk, right? Mm -hmm. Because the beginning of of everything that I do is built on how can I serve others? I'm 62 years old, guys. (laughs) You know, I'll always be speaking on stages. Your pillows are invited every place I go. So Mm -hmm. you make a profit. You know, the pillow is a part of me. But I, I can honestly say it's 62. Hey, anybody interested? Let's talk. Right. Pillow. So. Anyway, that's why I don't go on Shark Tank. It wasn't built for profit. Right. Let me ask you this, because uh, getting back to the topic of being a victim of our circumstances versus being a victor, as people are going through the circumstances of life, as people are going through the the thunderstorm, the rain, the whatever, the the famine, how do they get unstuck, Whoopi? 
I love, I love that question. It's all with preparation. You never, ever just leave. That's very dangerous. There's a process that I help you go through. And I really don't want to talk about what that process is here on air, if that's okay, in regards to the safety of people, right? It's just like the safe houses. There's a reason for safe houses. So there's a process that you go through. So let me just share with you. In my book, I share with you how I ran away from my former husband from Anus. We lived in Alabama. It took me three months to be able to leave safely. Hmm. That was with the process of understanding packing without them knowing you're packing, making sure that you're situated wherever you need to go, making sure you do several other tips that I share with you. And then the day comes because you chose the day, the deadline that you were going to get on a plane with your dog mm-hmm. with a suitcase of your stuff, trusting the process and starting over. And then three months later, him following you down to South Florida, where you ran away from him because he found out you were there. I love you. I miss you. I remember what we had. I was such an idiot. I was such a fool. I didn't deserve you. I deserve you now. I love you. Come back, come back, come back. And those words that you've been dying for to listen to forever and ever, and you earn for, he's saying it's coming out of the mouth of the person that you wish would have said it at the beginning. Mm. times you go back i did yeah there comes a time where there's a switch enough is enough you're done and i take you through it when you're done Mm. you're done you have to be done you got to be done because i tell you i went back several times and that was one of the times i went back because i ran away from him took me three months He woke up one morning at seven o'clock and he went to work and I did my day. I was going to cosmetology school, 1981. Mm -hmm. And I pretended I was going to school and I had a friend there who was going to take me to the airport. Mm. So I had a plan. I made a plan for people who loved me and I trusted with a secret. And um, I went home. It was time. Yeah. So part of getting unstuck is preparing. It and is. then another another big part is getting the right people in your life that can help you. Yes. That don't even act like anything's going on along with you. Yeah. It, it's not even spoken about. Yeah. You know, you need your tribe of people that don't make any clue, just like you. Mm-hmm going on they want to have sex you're horny have sex play the role yeah do you boo with preparation and once Mm -hmm. you do it's scary as shit i got on the plane i wanted to puke i wanted to puke i was so scared i was like oh my god i can't believe it i can't believe i ran away he doesn't even know i'm there wait till he goes home and finds the note oh my god oh my god oh my god right but i did but I did it. But then three months later, guess what? He came back and he stole my heart. Done is done. Yeah. So you only you could decide when done is done. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. done is done for you, I'm ready for you. Yeah. You're ready. And if you're not, still get the book, Tears of Fears Behind Closed Doors, because you'll understand you're not the only one. Yeah. And one day you'll give yourself permission not to be the victim and you'll be yeah. the victim. But it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And but it's it's a joyful journey, I have to tell you. I used to have a mind that said, Woe is me. I'm a Murphy's Law. Everything and anything could happen to me. I gotta tell you, I gotta work my ass off for everything that I accomplished today. Yeah. But it's worth it because I love what I do. How did you make that mind shift from woe is me, Murphy's Law, everything that can go wrong will go wrong to I'm going to make this change. I can have, number one, I have the power to, but number two, I'm going to make this change. Because I invested in myself in seminars, but I didn't just show up. So if I spent a hundred dollars at a seminar, I treated it like it was a 
$1,000. And when they gave you homework, I did it because I didn't just go home and put the papers on my counter and say, all right, I'll get to it this weekend. No, my, if I just left a conference, even though I was exhausted, I would go and take a shower. I would, you know, get ready for, you know, whatever, right. Hopefully for bed. But before I went to bed, I was still present. Yeah. I had to do the homework. What kind of conferences are you talking about? Um, They were all self-help. They were all personal development. They were all business building. I went to a lot of business building conferences because in business building conferences, if they're done right, um, whether it's for sales, building relationships, mindset is always involved in it. Mm -hmm. Always involved in it. If it's a good one, you could go to a conference and you could, um, you could have blown your money on a bunch of people that just want to be on stage and they're pompous asses. You'll know you've got to tell you you're in the right place at the right time. Right. So I always made sure that the, how I heard about the seminar, I did a little bit of research on on the speakers and I'm like, yeah, I want to go. So when I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was in Miami, um, I went to a 10 X event. Yeah. This is about the pillow. This was at the beginning of, wait a second. Let me, let me just step back just a, a bit second back on stage. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on stage. I'm telling people about the, the pillow. I get off stage and people are coming towards me with their credit card in hand. I really thought they were coming. They were going past me and there was someone else collecting something in back of me. Mm-hmm. And I get off the stage and here they come and I look in the back to see where are they going. And then they come towards me and they're like, I want to purchase the pillow. And I'm like, wow. I said, there's no pillow, guys. It's my pillow. So that was yeah. the thought of the pillow. Yeah. I'm down in, in Fort Lauderdale. I find out that Grant, Condo- Grant Cardone, some of you know him, some of you don't, Google him. He's very, very well known. And he usually has a platform and a teaching arena. That's what I call when I go to be a student to all my seminars. He has a platform. It's called 10X. Steve Harvey came. Uh, Bethany Frankel, Skinny Vodka, a bunch of others, and Mr. Damon John. Mm-hmm. So here I am. I'm a student. I have my pad and paper, right? You can't stop me once I'm in student mode because this is how I feel myself to learn from others that have what I want. Mm-hmm. Always go with people that have what you want because you always mentor up in life, right? And, uh, I'm thinking the pillow. I don't know anything about working with China, import, export, trademark, patenting, investors, angel. I don't know anything about this, right? But I have I have a feeling I should know about it. Damon John gets on stage. I hired him. I became part of his team with Rise and Grind. And I learned about everything to help me produce Cuddle Me Love and working with China and how to communicate with China. <laughs> <laughs> you know because i'm in this alone yeah i don't have a team i wish i had a round table a team of people that we could go ahead and mastermind together with no it's me myself and i and let me tell you it's pretty interesting conversation sometimes sometimes i want to quit too yeah look in the mirror i'm like and where are you going what's your choice what what are you gonna do (laughs) it's not you know so I want to highlight one or two things you said there, because it's it's definitely points I want people to remember, is you said, follow people who have what you want in life. I like to call that being a fruit inspector. A lot of people lack this discernment nowadays. They're just out there following anybody like a, an Instagram influencer or a TikTok influencer that may have 100,000 followers or a million followers, but do they have what you want in life, especially with the advice they're giving you, right? Maybe they've got 100,000 followers. Great. They can teach you how to get 100,000 followers, but do they have a great relationship? Well, then you probably shouldn't take relationship advice from them. If they don't have a great whatever, then don't then then use your discernment. Be a fruit inspector in those areas. Uh, I think that that's another thing that can help you get out of those, getting unstuck, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, but here, as we wrap up, Wilby, I want to take a moment We've, we've done a lot of promotion about your, your pillow. Um, we've talked a little bit about the books. Let's talk, let's, let's talk about your company specifically, because you do a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. So happinessjungle.com. T- tell me about that. 
Excellent. So happinessjungle.com, that's the core. And I'm very excited about 2023 because guess what? The stages are open. Companies are inviting speakers and trainers and motivational people into their companies. So voila, here I am. I am back within your company, helping you build that culture that you are desiring. Mm-hmm. And also letting all of your employees know that everybody has a story behind closed doors. But what do we do when we're here and we're present with one another? So I'm grateful this is exactly where I want to be again. Because before COVID, that's what I was doing. COVID, like everybody else. But now, you know what? No more. No more COVID. No more. So that is my main squeeze. Yeah. Till I die. I promise God I'm coming back empty. So when I come and I speak on the stages and the companies at schools, that day, I am so empty. I look up at God. I'm like, take me, baby. Take me. I'm weightless. Yeah. Right. And you also you also have CuddleMeLove.com, which are the, the pillows. That is correct. I just spoke at Blue Ridge High School with a total of 300 children. It was wonderful. I created what's called the coin of encouragement this year. And it's just to remind people, everything's going to be okay. Just like when I give out those hearts to everybody, I give them out to remind people that no matter what you're going through at any given time, just like you said, Jonathan, the seasons, right? We all go through them. Well, right now, I'm very happy to say that I'm in a good season. Yeah. You know, it's not probably life. Yeah. We'll just say life. Right. So here's what I know to be true. And it's living right now. What counts, what matters? And it's all about your mindset calming down. Living right, right now. That's right. that's a powerful message right there that we can, we maybe that'll be episode two for us will be is living wow. in the now. We'll talk about that. Also your your podcast, you're starting it back. You've, you've got a, a long line of uh, great guests on this podcast. You've got, tell me, tell me about your podcast. I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. That's right. So I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up. We started during COVID. There are 96 episodes that are already on uh, Spotify and iHeart. And I just went ahead and I paused. You know why? Because I could. Because yeah. I have. Because we're all entitled to do us, right? So I paused. However, uh, tomorrow, matter of fact, I'm going to a new studio that I've never been at before. And I'm hoping to make it the home of I'm crazy, but you can't lock me up so I can invite others into the studio now. Why? Because COVID's gone. 2023 is back, baby. Jonathan, I hope you're going to be one of the guests. Yeah. Invite uh-huh. me. I'd, I'd be happy to be on there. Yeah. And then your books. Let's promote those again. And where can people find your books, Whoopi? So um, on you could go to cuddlemelove.com. Okay. Cuddlemelove.com is for the books and for the pillows. Happinessjungle.com is all about my speaking, my mentoring, and my authoring. And guess what? I no longer have prices up on what I charge. And you want to know why? Because this world is just way too crazy. And I have decided that once I meet the decision maker, I want to hear from her. What is her high budget dollar for bringing in a speaker of my caliber to deliver what she wants or he wants? And then then I've been very known to graciously discount or reject. But, you know, so happinessjungle.com. That's awesome. My phone number. Best way to do it is text me. Okay. 603-660. Six zero one zero. Text me first. Make sure that I'm not somewhere giving a wonderful presentation. <laughs> you yes. know, but whether it's schools or companies or support groups, you all need to reach out because I have a message and I promise God I'd leave empty. So there's a lot here, and I just want to know what is your end in mind for bringing me in to yeah. your environment. Well, you are doing everything you can to be empty. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you emptying yourself for us today, Wilby. You've brought a lot of energy and a lot of love, a lot of encouragement. Thank you so much. You're delicious. Jonathan, you are delicious. Thank you for what you bring in, not only to South Carolina, but to the world for real. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Success in South Carolina podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend who needs to hear it. 
And as always, this is a friendly reminder that the left lane is for passing. So speed up or move over. Are you still listening? Check out the next episode. <laughs>